can sneak out of the mansion or punch out on the clock. Take your boat home down the bayou till you see the witch. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and has had a song placed on a national TV show. She also appeared singing in a movie that starred Vivica A. Fox. She actually first started writing music when her age first reached double digits. Her resume also includes working with the songwriter Girl Camp. You've been hearing one of her songs called Swamp Love. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Amanda Page Cornett. Hi, how are y'all? Very good, thank you. Uh, Amanda, you've got a quite a hectic schedule. I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you on the show today. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad it worked out. My schedule gets a little crazy. I used to say, oh, today's crazy. Now I just say it's normal. <laughs> Uh, so we always like to start off by having the guest talk about the song that played during the intro. In this case, it was your song, Swamp Love. What can you tell the listeners about that song? Well, I wrote Swamp Love with Guy Gilchrist, who is a world-renowned cartoon artist. He actually is the um, artist for Nancy, which is a national wow. syndicate cartoon. And he's a big Johnny Cash fan, and we kind of just, went to a swampy area in our minds and decided to write kind of a bayou-type song. And his version of it is very Johnny Cash. Mine's a little more southern rock country. Um, and we just wanted to kind of get the essence of a place where everybody's welcome and everybody can just be themselves and, and have a great time. And, and I don't know if you, if you want to speak on his behalf. Maybe maybe you're going to say, I don't know, ask him. But I'm curious, how, how is someone who is a cartoonist writing a song with you? Uh, he actually moved down to Nashville to pursue his music years ago, and we became friends, and he still draws, because he can kind of do that from anywhere, and he just faxes it in, and he does music when he's not drawing. Hmm. Interesting. That's that's certainly a first in terms of <laughs> a guest who has come on the podcast and talked about co-writing with someone that's a cartoonist so very very yeah, interesting very multi-talented and and so uh is he someone that that you've written with since or or just on that one song we have written on a couple of songs it's been a few years just because our schedules have both gotten really hectic um but he also has a couple other cartoon things he does if you go to guygochristmusic.com you can see his artwork and his music uh, and he's somebody I love seeing, and I've played in a band with him for a little while. So, great guy. Now, you even did a music video for Swamp Love, which listeners, you can see that on YouTube. Amanda, for openers, nice job. It's a, it's a really good-looking video. Um, what I'm curious about is, uh, and, and, and this can be a possible teaching moment for the up-and-comers who are listening and thinking about making a video where this might become a factor, what kind of rights, what kind of clearances or permissions did you maybe have to get from the University of Florida to film with mind you, with lots of exposure for the team and obviously the school, of course, to to film well, on the campus, especially the stadium. Well, I was doing it on a very low budget and had an amazing director, Justine Felt, and basically I brought her the idea and said, "Can we do this?" And she said, "Yes, but you have to do the legwork and get the permissions." And I said, "Okay." I contacted uh, some people at the University Athletic Association. And they were really great working with me. They said, 
you can't use anything that says the actual the University of Florida because it's a state school and they can't sponsor somebody. Um, they also had other guidelines that they keep in, which one of them is they have to be able to see the video before you release it and approve of it. Uh, because we are not selling the video, when I spoke to um, the people who do the logos and registration for the NCAA and for the University of Florida, they said we didn't have to do anything for that because we weren't selling it. Otherwise, we would have had to pay for the right to use the logos. Wow. <laughs> that's all very interesting, and, and that's and that's exactly what I was hoping that you were going to say, as I said, just as a, as a teaching moment you know that's that's there's a lot of different elements involved there and and it was probably terrific experience for you to be on the front line with having to go through all that did did you by any chance find out you know have there been others that have wanted to and you know to or have tried to to make a video there and and were turned down or or do you not know I do not know the answer if anybody's been turned down I, I know that the UAA's biggest concern was that they not be presented in a negative light. Sure. Which, University of Florida is my alumni, so I would have never done anything to make them look bad. Uh, and so I think that was their biggest concern, nothing that is going to come down negatively upon them and nothing that makes it look like they're endorsing me. Yeah, and I want to, and, and I'll let you do this, Um as I always say, the show is not about me, it's about the guests and, and about the listeners. But just to explain, Amanda, if you would, about Swamp Love that, that we were just playing when the show started and Swamp Love, this this video that we're talking about. Well, the difference is the Swamp Love that you played is the original version. It's all about the bayou, kind of Louisiana feel, um, being in a swamp in a place that everybody can come to. When we... The reason we did the video is because we had a University of Florida Gator alumni party through the Music City Gator Club when Vanderbilt was playing the Gators in Nashville a few years ago. I decided to change all the words to fit the Gators because (laughs) we play in the swamp, so it was fitting, and it was actually the first time that we had a band play at our pep rally before the Vandy game. Wow. And it was so much fun, and... We closed the show with that song, the Gator version, and had so many people come up to us saying, where can we get that? That we wow. were like, oh, I guess we need to record wow. that version. Wow. So we actually went in and recorded both versions, and the reason that I chose that version to do the music video is I could put the best song in the world out on YouTube, and if people don't know who I am, they're not going to hear it or see it. But I know how great and how big the alumni and the Gator Nation is everywhere. It really is. Absolutely. So I decided using a niche video was a great way to expand my fan base and hopefully get it going viral. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, 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 love, I love everything about that whole story that you just told. That, that's fantastic. So I try to think about those things. I try to think about what are my fans going to listen to? Who's it going to reach? How are we going to get it to more people? And by doing University of Florida Gator video, that's how we were able to reach more people. And I've been very happy with it. I've I've been trying to find the people at SEC Nate at the SEC Network and ESPN to get it to their music creators and try to get it on the show. Um, I have not found those people yet, but I'm still searching. And how can how can the listeners? buy, because I'm always encouraging the listeners to not only support the guests and purchase their music, but do just that, purchase it, obtain it legally. How can the listeners uh, purchase that single, the, 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 the Florida Gators version of the song? You can go to the YouTube video, and the link is actually in the info about the video. You can also go to my website, which is www.amandapagecornet.com. I believe it is also on iTunes. Wonderful. I know that it is on Reverb Nation. So, so I, d- I don't want to spend you know the entire show talking about this, but I, I, I'm shocked to hear you say that it wasn't a big budget. I mean, right off the bat, you know, another question that I had for you was 
how much work was it, or, or maybe wasn't it, getting all those extras to be in the video? I called all of my friends that are still in Florida. Um, my mom and my sister-in-law came down from the Carolinas. I had most of the people in that video are friends of mine wow. or friends of my friends. Uh, one of the, the little girl in the video, um, yeah, she was just a doll, and her mom used to live in Nashville and work in the music business, and heard about it because we had contacted a ton of people and we were looking for some kids to be in it since my niece and nephew weren't able to travel and uh, Rochelle brought Michaela out there and it was perfect she was so cute and animated I think she was three so it was a lot of fun we used one of the scenes to make it look like we were teaching her about Gator Nation and how great it is to be a Gator and we we had envisioned having the whole entire section of the stadium filled out. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, when we walked around handing out cards with the little QR code to get people out there the next day, people looked at us like we were crazy. <laughs> now, in Nashville, you, you invite people out to a music video to be extras. They get it. <laughs> in Gainesville, they looked at us like we were nuts. <laughs> but... It ended up working out because it wasn't too distracting, and I think it actually worked out better not having a whole crowd in the stadium scene. And it was perfect because we were able to manage the number of people we did have in the tailgate scene. Well, just remember, you have a new friend now in West Central Florida, so the next time you're doing something like that, mm-hmm. you just get in, get in touch with your friend Bruce down in Tampa, and we'll, yes. put, the, we'll put the word out and, and get... Uh, We'll, we'll activate Gator Nation to, to head up to Gainesville and, and help you out. Um, and we did have people travel. Uh, my best friend and her family traveled up from St. Pete. Uh, we had people come in from wow. Orlando and Jacksonville. And it was a lot of fun because I got to see some of my old friends, even though I was working, and it, it was really awesome. And after all that, after all the traveling, how long did it take to actually do the video? A day? A week? Three uh, hours? <laughs> we loaded into my pickup truck and my little trailer, and I had gotten a sponsorship for a tough truck bag, which holds like 23 cubic feet of stuff in the back of a pickup and keeps it dry. And the crew and I drove down to Gainesville on a... Friday, we scouted out everything because they had never been there. They had no clue where they were going. (laughs) And Saturday morning, we got up and we started shooting. My band happened to be playing in Georgia and were kind enough to drive down. Their dad actually lives in Ocala, so it was great. So their dad and some of his friends came out as well, and we shot all day Saturday, and went in and passed out and then we shot all day Sunday and kind of wrapped it up and it was two days it was two long days it was in August it Mm. was 90 something degrees in the swamp scene in that black outfit and it was amazing but it was hot And uh, production, I, I think you said. I think you said that you had a friend um, that that handled the production. Because I'm wondering. I mean, you know, this whole thing for the for the people that just think I want to do a video and you don't realize everything that goes into it. I'm thinking about you know having to storyboard this whole thing. And um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about the video. I mean, it really is fantastic. I, I want the I want the the listeners to to go and watch it um, on well, YouTube. But just, yes, Justine Felt um, was the director. And she is amazing. I met her when she was a student in film school. I acted in her student film for her. But she is a very professional director, even though she's super young. She actually just did Dolly Parton's newest music video. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I like to think my video maybe helped. (laughs) But she actually came up with the storyboard, knowing me a little bit, hearing the song. She was the one that said, you know we need to portray you as an artist, not just a gator, which is why I'm not in gator clothes the whole entire video, which was genius. And that was stuff that, as a young artist, I so appreciate her vision 
And I love the creativity of other people's visions in other artistic areas than my own. And I run with them because they tend to know what they're doing. And she is incredible. I highly, highly um, encourage you to look up her work. She's going to be doing great things. So I'm curious, you know, for those people that are listening to this show for the first time, because you're an Amanda Page Cornette fan, this this show is, is largely done for the audience that is the young up-and-comers that are trying to learn lessons from my guests. Granted, I also aim the show at fans of the guest, and, and I guess you could argue fans of just good music interviews in general. But Amanda, if, if, you, if you would, um, you know, I don't need you to give a, a specific dollar amount if, if you're not comfortable, unless you are, then that's fine. But, you know, the video looks so visually appealing. Is, is this something that an artist can, can look at and say, well, if that's only going to cost me $1,000, I can do it? Or is this, eh, Bruce, think, think closer to 10000 Or is it, I mean, can you, are you comfortable giving at least a ballpark of, of what you had to spend on this video? I will tell you that because of my friendships and people on the crew wanting to expand their resume, I got what would normally be a $20,000 music video for way less than that. I did a Kickstarter to raise the money. Ah. Uh, Dustin and I busted our butts on it. And I would say that we did it for close to 5500 Wow. But that, but that was purely because of relationships I had built and relationships she had built and people who are up-and-comers in the film industry wanting to expand their resumes. And basically, it was up to me to pay for all of their expenses. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I had an incredible, incredible crew. And I, I could not have asked for a better first experience on my first official music video. Yeah, and I'm, um, I'm yeah. glad to hear you stressing the value of relationships because it is something that I that I preach, and, and, and there it is. Now there's, there's testimony from a guest saying that it was because of those relationships, not only your own, but as you said, the relationships that some of your friends had with others that, that this whole thing was able to come together. So that's, that's very valuable in yeah. itself. I, I, I like that you mentioned that you know, you're, you're trying to, to get this into the hands of the SEC network. Did, did you pitch the school at all on trying to use the song in, in whatever promotion of the team or, or, or the school, perhaps, or no? I have to an extent. They didn't really respond to that much. Um, I will probably continue to try to encourage that. I think it would be a great part of it would be really great to start out a game. And I think it would be really great to be on SEC Network or ABC or ESPN when they're playing, uh, especially. It has a lot of SEC ties as well. Um, you know it's time for football in the good old SEC is one of the lines. So it's not just about the Gators. It's about the fun atmosphere that college football brings and more specifically the SEC. Very good. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Amanda Page Cornette. Visit her official website at www.amandapagecornette.com. As I've suggested on similar episodes, just look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of her name so you can go to her website. She is on social media too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, Reverb Nation, and of course, I already mentioned about her being on YouTube. And as you're about to hear, you'll also want to follow Amanda online so you can keep up with where she'll be playing and when so you can go see her perform. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. 
Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Amanda, we've been talking about the University of Florida, but you've actually gotten around a little bit in your day. You're originally from South Carolina, and after being here in the Sunshine State for college, now you're up in Nashville, where you've been for, if I've got this correct, over 10 years now? It sounds to me like you're there You're there to stay. <laughs> Crazily, it has been about 10 years. I'm, you know, I say I just travel the southeast. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to expand that, I want to sit everywhere and get to share my music with everybody. But but you had an internship in Nashville, although I, I, I still have to imagine, I mean, how, how intimidating was that to be finishing up college and taking on a music career and doing so in one of the three biggest U.S. cities for music? I mean, talk about leaving the nest. <laughs> well, essentially, if you want to have success in commercial music, there are about three cities you have to go to, and Nashville is one of them. Uh, my music falls way more on the countryside, so Nashville is really where to be. And I actually majored in exercise and sports science, which has nothing to do with music. (laughs) And uh, I felt like if I majored in music, I would lose my passion for it. And I'm blessed and cursed with well-roundedness, so (laughs) sports medicine is on my brain. Uh, So I moved here, and the way I did it was kind of a great way. I took the time to took the time to do an internship that I had to do to graduate from U.S. So I was actually a U.S. student my first semester here. And that was great because I got to know a few people, got Mm. to know the area. So once I did graduate and I finished working at Vanderbilt, I was able to know where I wanted to move and kind of had a feel for the city so it wasn't moving here completely cold turkey. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's a big step. Um, I do think it takes courage for people to follow their dreams. And if it's part of you, then you have to. You know, you mentioned, though, that, you know, your your music being country would, would lend itself best to Nashville. But I, I know we, we just said that you've been there for 10 years. Did you ever, though, at any point consider, gee, I wonder, you know, should I try L.A.? Should I try New York? Or was it, look, this is obviously the place for country music, so I have no reason to consider the other two markets? Uh, I have definitely considered L.A. Uh, the reason being is my music has gone very much more southern rock country. And I think it would be amazing if I could afford to go right in L.A. for two months and then come back or go right in Austin, Texas for two months. I think any experience like that is going to help your music evolve and make it better. I, so, I have, yes, I have considered moving to L.A., but I'm here. I, I bought a house after my two years here, and it was kind of a statement of, Nashville, you're not going to get rid of me so easily. <laughs> I like that attitude. I also came into Nashville with a different attitude than a lot of artists. A lot of people come in, and they were the biggest thing in their hometown. I really didn't play much music publicly back in my hometown, even though I come from one of the leading middle-sized cities of musicians, Spartanburg, South Carolina. I I think it's second to Lubbock, Texas, for mid-sized cities producing musicians. But when I moved here from college, I really had not been full force into my music, and the the big city didn't bother me at all. I don't mind being a mid-sized fish in a big sea and eventually making it to a big fish in a big sea. Well, I admire your you know your stick-to-itiveness and and obviously making it work in Nashville. It doesn't sound to me like like you really considered. Uh, anything other than staying there. And, and by the way, listeners, to clarify, um, Amanda is from Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, which has produced the likes of, of the Marshall Tucker Band, uh, among others. Um, but in fact, uh, Music City is is home for you for sure. 
Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is C and B scene. Remember the theme song from the TV show Cheers, where everybody knows your name? Find out who some of the movers and shakers are around town and let people see you out being active in the community. You don't want to come across as being sheltered and not knowing anyone. People might almost jump to the conclusion that you might not even be getting any work playing shows. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Now you're working on an album. What what are you able to reveal at this point uh, about this album that you're working on? When might it come out? How many songs might there be? Those Those sorts of details. We are still in pre-production. I have most of the songs, unless somebody gives me a hit song or we write one that is so much better than the others. Most people encourage you to do just a five, six song EP right now. I feel like I have found my style, and I may end up doing the full ten. We'll just kind of see. The uh, title track is already written, and it is called uh, Between the Judds and Joplin. It's a southern rocking tune and it's kind of my homage to Janis Joplin and the Judd obviously <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really is about hey what kind of music moves you the kind of music that moves me is the stuff that digs deep and really hits your soul and brings out emotion good, bad, happy, sad it's that music that really just, just enters your soul and you can't get rid of it and it's a fun rock and tune um the working title of the album is going to be front porch rebel and i already have the the front picture of it in my head <laughs> that doesn't really matter right now but i i know what i want it to look like because it is mis- mixing a little bit of country with a little bit of that rebel rock and that's kind of who i am as an artist uh are you writing this album by yourself or is it exclusively co-written is is the cartoonist that we talked about earlier is he involved who 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 all is uh is, is doing these songs i write with a bunch of different people uh, i do write by myself i have not picked all the songs definitely but most of them will probably be co-write uh, nashville is a big co-write town um i came here and i'd only written with people a few times before moving here, but I realized the value of having co-writers is you have multiple brains thinking on a subject, which helps you to think about it in different ways and maybe find the more unique way to say something or take a title and write it the total opposite of what people would think it would be, but make it work. And to me, having really good melody writers is, is essential because I'm so much more of a lyricist. Mm, interesting. You've uh, you've thrown out a couple of suggestions in terms of what the label might be that's put onto your genre, but I'm I'm more interested in hearing you compare yourself to you know who's who's sound. Uh, and again, there's there there are people that are listening right now because they are Amanda Page Cornette followers or family or friends fans. That type of thing, but um, but the, those that are hearing you for the first time, uh, be, because they're listeners of my show, or, or they just stumbled across this interview somehow, who who would you compare yourself? I mean, as as you're talking, and, and of course, you know, the the listeners can draw their own conclusions. We we played a song at the beginning, even though I was talking over it, and then we're going to play another one at the end. But uh, you know, it as as you're using some of the words that you've been saying, I'm thinking Zach Brown Band is is what it sounds like you're describing. But but who when you're forced to, to write it down somewhere or to give it in an interview or to put it onto some sort of social media site or something, who do you like to say that your sound can be compared to? I always say, and this is where the title song came from, I always say I'm somewhere between the Judds and Joplin. Mm. And as far as people on the radio, it would probably be even more on the Eric Church vein. Mm-hmm. Um, with a little rebellion into the country <laughs> rock. I'm definitely not country pop, um, but some of my acoustic songs, some of my ballads, um, 
one name I've heard, which I was floored by, was Crystal Gale. Wow. Uh, just the vocal quality, just the tone. Um, now, I didn't name that myself, so judge <laughs> for yourself. Right. But um, <laughs> I've always loved the Rebels in music. Tanya Tucker, she always had a little edge to her voice. Uh, so, Miranda Lambert also has kind of that unique quality where you know it's her when you hear it. And I don't want to be anybody else. I want to stand out from others. And I actually like the rawness of people's voices that have a little grit to it or a little passion. And so I'm definitely not one of the smooth, smooth singers. And I can do that, but I don't feel it as much. Uh, so somewhere between, that ground band's probably a good one to go. He's a little more bluegrass than a lot of my stuff. But uh, Brantley Gilbert, Eric Church, um, some of the Jason Aldean stuff, kind of that vein, but from a female perspective. Well, you're talking so much about rebels, though, and then even and then you then the cherry on top was was when you said a little grit. I'm thinking she's got to say Kid Rock at some point because I mean, you talk about rebels. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a big you know Janis Joplin, Tanya Tucker, Charlie Daniels, Hank Jr., Joan Jett, um, some of the chick rock from the you know 80s. I like a lot of 70s music um, because there's just a lot of feel in it. Um, even one of my favorite songs is by Nat King Cole, Smile. Hmm. There's so many influences, and people are constantly introducing me to old artists and new artists that are always influencing what I'm doing. Uh, the Judson Joplin song I wrote, and probably a couple other songs that will be on the album, I wrote with Mark Narmore, who is an incredible songwriter out of Muscle Shoals area. He wrote Moon Over Georgia for Shenandoah. He wrote What I Love About Sunday uh, for Craig Morgan. And for some reason, when his Muscle Shoals um, feel gets together with my Spartanburg, Marshall Tucker Band, Southern Rock background, we just mesh. And that's been really cool to see. You know, this is uh, another occurrence, and there haven't been a ton, but it's a good time for me to remind the listeners, because we have talked briefly about Nashville, L.A., and New York, but, you know, there's a lot of good music that comes out of Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and, and oh, one, yeah. one need look no further than Episode 1, the very first show ever, uh, now here this entertainment, when... Uh, the guest was Shauna P., who was on The Voice in 2012, excuse me, 2013, and Shauna P., you know, is, is based in Alabama, so she talked a lot about Muscle Shoals, and then I know that there was someone else that talked about it, because yet someone else even was on the show talking about Muscle Shoals, and I referred back to not only Shauna P., but I think my memory was better that day, and I remembered. For some reason, I want to say Sunny Rock. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. But yeah, interesting, uh, but not surprising that that you mentioned Muscle Shoals. You're well, I highly recommend everybody watch the documentary on Muscle Shoals. You would not believe the music that you thought was coming out of Detroit. Some of the old soul music that was actually coming out of. Muscle Shoals, When a Man Loves, or uh, Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman, Etta James, some of those really strong soul singers. And to me, that's what makes music great, is that emotion, when you can really feel what somebody's singing, and I don't care if I'm the best singer in the world, if I can relate emotion to somebody, that's what it's about. You know, whoever that, that third Muscle Shoals referencing guest was, uh, they referred to that documentary also. Um, boy, I wish someone in the audience would would uh, send me an email or, or post on Facebook as to which episode, which guest it was that I interviewed that, that talked about it. I'll send you a, a Now Hear This Entertainment t-shirt or something if you can come up with it, because I'm just, for some reason, I'm not putting my finger on it. Um, Amanda, you're you're also booking gigs right now. You're, you're doing a lot of co-writing. Yeah. It, it, it looks like 2015 could be a big year for, for Amanda Page Cornette. It's going to be a big year. So I, I, I'm breathing that into existence. It's going to be a great year. I've got some great things in the works already. Um, definitely want to be booking more. I was in a car wreck in 2013, so I um, didn't play as much last year because of 
nursing, but that's resolving and starting to get a little better. So I'm just ready to hit the pavement and make things happen. Go big. Yeah, outstanding. I mean, you have a great attitude, and, and you know that that's a huge part of the equation. So it certainly can only contribute to, to as I said, what, what sounds like it, it will certainly be a big year for you. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Amanda Page Cornett. Visit her official website at www.com amandapagecornet.com As I mentioned earlier, just look at the title of this episode on whatever listening device you're using so as to get the proper spelling of her name so you can go to her website. She is on social media too, of course. On her website, there are icons to click on to go to her pages on Twitter, Facebook, Reverb Nation, and of course, we already mentioned about her being on YouTube. As we were just discussing, you'll want to follow Amanda online so you can also keep up with where she'll be playing and when, so you can go see her perform, as well as to get news updates about her album. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It'll just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't even have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, I really would love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Post all that on the Facebook page that I just mentioned or send an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. Amanda, we were just discussing what looks like uh, it's shaping up to be a big year for you. What What is your highest goal for 2015? What What will make you next January 1st say, ah, now that was a very successful year? My goals right now are to start getting more songs picked up by other artists as a songwriter, but also to be touring as much as possible uh, to a point where I don't have to work my other job as often I work for myself right now either way which is great because I can jet off and go on tour and come back and still have work so really I am looking to make sure 2015 is the year that I start making my living through my music well and you you mentioned there one of the first things you said was getting some of your songs picked up by other artists you you did get uh, a, a cut with uh, Tim Culpepper. I wonder, does that kind of put pressure on you where you feel, you know, I, I've done one, I need to make sure that I get a second and a third, or is it, you know, hey, that was a success and I let it stand on its own? I think anytime you get a song cut, no matter who the artist is, it is success and it is validation that you're where you're supposed to be. Um, I know many, many number one hit songwriters who go 15 years without another number one hit or go 10 years without another top 40. So any cut you get is a step closer to where you want to be. And I just want people to hear my music and have it affect them in some way, help them through a hard time, help them have a good time, you know, let them know that other people feel the same way or that it's okay to party and let loose here and there. I just want my music to make people feel something, and that is success to me. Um, but I would love other artists to cut my songs because that's validation that what I'm doing is working. And dare I say, I, I think I'm going to be right on this one, but I believe we just heard that a couple weeks ago on, on the Milestone Show, Episode 50, uh, Lindsay Bruce uh, as far as I can recall, said something very similar to that. And, and I know it's not, uh, the, I know it's not the second time that we've heard that on the show. Um, being in Nashville as long as you have, what's one thing, Amanda, or, or maybe two things that you've done to try to get noticed, to try to stand out in, in such a heavily saturated music market? Well, I feel like there are about three different groups in Nashville. There's the songwriters that play on Broadway and play music down there, and they're amazing musicians. There's a songwriter group, and then there's kind of the business side of things. Uh, one thing that I have found is 
if you really want to make things as an artist, you need to transition into that business phase. And that's what I've tried to do. I had some very good advice early on from a mentor who said, I could take you to a record label right now and they would sign you, but if you're not ready, don't do it because you may not get another chance. So I took that as a challenge to get my vocals where I needed them to be, get my style where it needed to be, and get my songs strong enough that they were really great songs because there are good songs and there are great songs. And you're not going to go very far with good songs. So my advice is always bust your tail and do everything you can do in your power to be better. Uh, like I said, I was telling you, I guess, before we started, I started taking guitar lessons again because that's a weakness for me and I need it to be better so that I can better emote the songs I'm playing and I can better perform them and be more efficient and more comfortable and get the music out there the way it's supposed to be. And you always, I feel like, as an artist, if I ever feel like I've done enough, then I should quit. So... Well, again, I, you know, it's a, it's a it's an attitude that that I admire and that I support because I, you know I'm I like to think that I'm as as hardworking as the next guy and 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 certainly then some. Uh, those that that know me intimately will will tell you that I work too much, uh, but but you know that's that's just the way I'm I'm, I'm cut. Um, but you know, good good for you for doing that, and and really good for you. I mean, it speaks a lot to your character that you had this mentor who said, "I could take you to a record label right now," you know. But dot dot dot, because some people, the temptation would be to say, "Wait a minute, seriously, you can take me to a record label right now? Let's go. I'm ready." And you were honest enough to say, "Okay, you know, good advice. Uh, I'm I'm going to work." It would have been a bad idea if I had done it then. <laughs> I, I, I'm very thankful that I have a, a sharp keenness of my internal, I guess internally, that I am able to look at things and internalize them and say, where am I really? And be honest with myself. I think that's something that you're either born with or you're not, but you can learn. And I think learning that, learning to be able to see your strengths and weaknesses and be honest with yourself is really good because most, a lot of people put out their strengths and they overlook their weaknesses. But if you look at your weaknesses and say, what can I do to make those stronger? Then it's going to make your strengths stronger and your weaknesses stronger, which is going to make you as a whole jump leaps and bounds. Uh, Amanda, for the listeners that are just being introduced to you for the first time, tell them about the band that plays behind you, who who all they are, how long they've played with you, that type of thing. The band that I use typically is the Peterson, and it is two brothers and a sister. They are actually all related. The drummer and bass player are twins, and their older brother is the guitar player. Randy is guitar, Sherry on bass, and Sean on drums. We've been playing together since 2011, I think. Well, that, that sounds to me like it's not, you know, college friends or childhood friends. How, how did you get matched up with them? How did, you, how did the four of you get put together? I happened to be working with a company um, that was kind of a developmental company that was helping people, helping artists get on the road and start taking next steps. Mm -hmm. And it was a really great experience. And we did a showcase here in Nashville um, with two other artists. And the band played for all of us, which was part of the idea behind the company. Use one band for all the artists. You save money. They get more entertainment, which was a great idea and I went into rehearsal and it was them the guitar player actually remembered we had met a few years before and for some reason I clicked with them they are like family I don't get to see them that often they also play with other bands um, but I click with them like family and it's awesome because when you're able to have that camaraderie on stage I would rather have that and people that are not perfect technically mm -hmm. and have a technical band that has no feel. 
Yeah. Luckily, they're really good on both. So. <laughs> it's a nice combination. Uh, we're going to close today with another song of yours, an acoustic song called Soldier's Girl. Before we let you go, I'd love it if you could tell the listeners about this song that they're about to hear. Yes, um, Soldier's Girl uh, was written by Robert Burgess and me. He's a co-writer I haven't seen in a while, but he's around town and he's a great artist as well. And I had seen a lot of news stories about soldiers being yelled at or people being rude to soldiers when they came home. And then just people reacting negatively to soldiers. And I have a lot of friends in the military. And we sat down, and in one writing session, we knocked it out. We wanted to write a song that was from the viewpoint of a soldier's family, a soldier's wife, a soldier's daughter, um, so that people would realize, hey, regardless of how you feel about the war, please support the people that are over there fighting for us because they're the reason that you can say whatever you want to. They didn't necessarily choose to go to war, and we got to support those people because without them, we wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff we get to do in America. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, this is the, this is the point in the show where I'm obligated, <laughs> just because you're you're talking about that point, to tell people uh, episode 20 with Ryan Weaver which continues to be one of the most popular episodes. And uh, then more recently, episode 49 with Mark Goujon. Listen to both of those. Those are both a couple of guests uh, who were in Iraq. And and, uh, Ryan Weaver is, I don't even want to say an up-and-comer in Nashville. I mean, the guy's playing big-time shows now. Played with Charlie Daniels recently. And and, uh, Mark Goujon, a, a songwriter, here in the Tampa area. So uh, hats off to you, Amanda, for, for that co-write for, for Soldier's Girl. Uh, and thank you so much for, for being on the show today. I really am glad that we were able to, to get you on and, and uh, that you can make this time. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on now here this I will close, as always, by formally thanking my guest. Today we heard from singer-songwriter Amanda Page Cornett. Visit her official website at www.amandapagecornett.com. Remember that she is on social media, too, of course. So like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel. For that matter, tell her you heard her interview and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, keep up with her online for news about her album and to see where and when you can go see her perform live. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Hey, give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would help the show quite a bit. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I have invited listeners before, let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Amanda Page Cornett. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Soldier's Girl. Six o'clock news makes me cry. Another young soldier lost his life. He's not a number. Do you have a clue? That young man just died for you Still you burn your flags And wave your signs Run your mouth Cause you have the right To you just a soldier To me he's my every word Well the words on those tags Won't be in vain If he don't come home, I'm proud I have his name 
Put yourself in my shoes, I love him, I'm a soldier's girl Safe and warm in your house tonight It's easy to say, it's wrong to fight But I'm alone, and when I'm afraid My little girl reminds me Daddy's brave Still you burn your flags And wave your signs Run your mouth Cause you have the right To you just a soldier To me he's my every word Well the words on those tags Won't be in vain If he don't come home I'm proud I have his name Put yourself in my shoes, I love him, I'm a soldier's girl I tell her daddy loves her, wipe those tears away It takes a hero like him for peace to be made How can you burn your flags and wave your signs Or on your mouth cause you have the right to you just Soldier, to me he's my every word Well, the words on those tags won't be in vain If he don't come home, I'm proud I have his name Put yourself in my shoes I'm a soldier's girl Put yourself in my shoes Gotta love him I'm a soldier's girl